Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey there, welcome back. Okay, this week we're talking about sort of an awkward topic because we're good at that, um, or we're good at talking about them. Maybe we're okay at solving them. Um, and this came up in a coaching call uh, this week because someone was talking about, these are my words, okay? In my words, I would say breaking up with an instructor or some other person that you've been taking instruction from or lessons or et cetera. And I, that's why I titled it like breaking up is hard to do, right? Because the hard thing is, is whether we break up with an instructor and okay, break up is in air quotes, right? I understand. Um, or a, a longtime mentor, you know, someone we've had in our life who's really helped us along the way, but either we've outgrown them or the relationship is no longer positive, just to state that nicely, you know, maybe it's taken a turn, you know, we've talked about toxic relationships before, but there's a lot of reasons that we might move on from either a relationship, a friendship, a mentorship, um, a certain coach, instructor, what have you, okay? And it's just really tricky in dog sports, and it's probably tricky elsewhere, right? It's like breaking up with your hairdresser, I suppose, Um but it's, it's tricky in a lot of places. And part of the reason is what we've talked about before, which is dog sports is sometimes the loneliest place you can be in a group of 300 other people, or it's such a small world and you can't get away from these same people, right? And I've had clients tell me, and seminar participants both tell me, they've stopped trialing um, at certain places because they will see these people. Uh, they don't want to go to this training or that training, or they have to hide what they're doing. Maybe they're taking an online course because that's easier to hide. And just all these, I'm going to use the big word today, machinations is my word of the day. All these just really ridiculous like hoops that people are jumping through because they want to get certain instruction or certain help but they feel like there's a relationship that's in their way or they can't really do what it is that they want to do. And, you know, I bring up the small world thing is because a lot of times, you know, we're trialing and we're training in our own geographical area. And even if you're in, you know, New York, you know, you're still seeing the same people over and over again, right? You're still seeing the same people at trials because, you know, trials are, you know, you're trialing within maybe 200, you know, miles of your house or something, right? And so there's a lot of that, right, that you will continue to see the same people. And it can get very awkward. Um, and so we're going to kind of talk about that today. So there's a few different versions of this, right? One is the mentor, you know, someone who's really helped you a lot over the years and really made a huge impact. 
And uh, maybe that also goes with some like friends or something like that. They, you know, they were amazing. They were great. They did things. You traveled together. You went places. They helped you. Um, You know, maybe, you know, they're the reason you had your dog had a litter at all. I mean, there's some really impactful, really amazing things. And for whatever reason, that relationship changes and it's no longer um, positive for you or it's no longer makes sense for you to stay in that relationship. And one of the things that, you know, I always say, and this is just, this is a general statement for this whole episode is, you know, regardless of how the other person acts or how you perceive that they're acting, okay, we own our side, keeping our side of the street clean right? We own how we respond, how we, you know, go into that breakup. Um, You know, so ideally, like we're not talking about that person. We're not talking out of school. You know, even if we feel like we want to defend ourselves, we know that that's really not going to get us anywhere. And so to be constructive and to be kind and to take the high road or whatever, you know, kind of metaphor you want to throw at this is really, really important because at the end of the day, you need to set an intention, not only about how you want that breakup to go, which we're going to go more into depth about, but also like how you want to be seen as a person at trials in the dog world, etc. And so if you can, you know, act with integrity and, you know, avoid the gossip and avoid the storytelling and avoid some of those things and just sort of, you know, if people ask you about it, just sort of say, yeah, you know, that's where I'm not really in that relationship anymore. Or, you know, I wish the best for them is, you know, but we're, yeah, you're right. I haven't spoken to them in a while. Um, I hope they're doing great. Um, and by the way, you can mean that, right? You can, you know, it's, it's that's not a lie. Like I'm sort of giggling because I know some of you are saying like, I mean, I think I can say that. Um, But I think that it's true that we can wish someone well, but not need to be in their lives anymore or not have them in our lives anymore, however we want to spin that. Um, And so one of the things I really like to do with this, and I've talked about this on other episodes, is this visualization called cord cutting. And being a visual person and a visual thinker, um, this comes easily to me in that I imagine a um, a connection between me and the other person could be me and an experience, right? Maybe I just had a really bad dog show or something and a really bad experience. So this works for that too, even though we're talking about people. Um, but this works for that too. And I just imagine, and for me, I imagine this like dark black, gnarly sort of almost like root like thing that attaches from me to either that person or that experience. And then I imagine taking those long handled garden shears, right? The ones with the really long blades and the really long handles. And I imagine cutting that cord, that connection rather, that root in my case, between the two of us, right? Again, between me and the person or between me and the event or whatever that happened. And what's interesting is that, you know, for some people, they're like, oh, that's ridiculous. That doesn't work. But I've seen with my clients them come back and report and say like, God, every time I cut that cord, I know she feels it because I get a random text or I get a random something, right? So really envision that cord being cut between you. And when it grows back, when the little root kind of sticks out, when a little thing forms or when you feel yourself thinking about the person, the situation, the experience, just cut it again. Okay. 
And if you have a mentor where there are some really amazing things that you are truly, truly grateful for, what I do is I envision leaving behind some gold threads, right? I leave behind, I cut the black gnarly root thing that somehow managed to get gross and, you know, naughty and stuff over the years. And I imagine leaving just this golden thread between us that represents all the good. And honestly, I get a little choked up thinking about it because even in those relationships, there were some good things that came out of it, right? Some maybe, maybe even some life-changing things that came out of it. Maybe your heart dog came out of that relationship, right? And so we need to, we don't really have to just do cut off for cut off sake. We can be graceful and kind and think good things and leave behind these little gold or whatever color you want, these little gold threads that between us and that person, event or place. Okay. So that's one thing I like to do. The main thing is, and this is hard and it's harder for some people than it is for others, but we have to get to a point where we like leave those relationships with just nothing but good things to say right? We can do, we can ghost them, right? If that's our method, if we choose to ghost them and just never pick up, you know, again, or we can do the thing where we no longer reach out. And every time they reach out, we just say something polite and short, but done. Um, You know, try to be graceful and as kind as possible. And, but certainly you absolutely can control the stories you tell about the relationship and about the person. And if they're running around telling yucky stories, you still be the one running around telling good stories. Or like your mom always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Okay. So that's something that I think when we, as humans, um, you know, go through that, we can just be kind and graceful. And then when you see them at an event or something, or you know, you're going to see them at an event, do some visualization ahead of time. How do you want to act at that event? What if you see them? All right. What if they say a thing you're afraid that they say, what are you going to say back? Practice, visualize. When, when I say visualize, it's not just, you know, for the woo-woo meditation, you know, cushion, right? It's for like, how do you want this to go down? What is your intention of how you want that interaction to be? Do you just say like a polite, hey, how's it going? You know, whatever, you wave, you walk away, you know, you duck behind a bush, you like, you know, whatever it is that you have planned, have a plan. Because I feel like one of the things that catches us is that we feel vulnerable and we feel caught off guard. And so, you know, if we're thinking of it in terms of goals, right, process goals, a process goal that we can control 100% of is one where we plan out how we might respond given a couple different scenarios. And I don't know about you, but for me, that makes me feel a little more in control. It makes me feel less vulnerable, right? Less, um, you know, I say vulnerable because sometimes we feel like attacked or caught, you know, flat footed or we don't know what to say or, you know, we weren't expecting us to go in the bathroom and them to be coming out of the bathroom or something like that, right? And those are, those surprises are I think what catch us versus being able to plan it out. So if you're someone who needs to plan out something or just have a couple of responses at the ready, please do that. Prepare 
accordingly. You know, prepare, you know, where you're going to put your crate or something or prepare how you're going to um, interact with common people who, you know, are still, you have relationships with, right? Who have a relationship with them, the other person, a relationship with you, et cetera, sort of plan it out. You know, and there may be times where you just need to take a break from all of those places that they're going to be and you choose to go to other locations, even if it's farther away or whatever, just so that you can, um, it's not avoid them, but it's doing yourself and your nervous system the kindness of not adding to the pressures of the day. Because after all, by the way, you're there to trial, right? You're there to perform. You're there to walk in the ring. You're there to do your thing. You paid your money. You want to compete. You want to focus on your dogs. It's not about the other person. It's about your dogs and being there, right? So you don't want to let that other person, you know, that phrase live rent-free in your head and take up that space that you need to be focused on doing your thing. You know, so if they, if you come across them, you know, maybe you're busy, you know, maybe you just, oh, is that my, my dog? I heard barking from three parking lots away. I'm sure I got to go. You know, whatever it is that you need to do to take care of yourself, right? There's a lot of different ways to handle the relationship piece, depending on the relationship is going to depend on your response. But what I want to remind you is you are at a trial for your dog and for yourself. So it's really important to be able to clear your head. And if you can't, then maybe that's not the trial environment for you. The last thing I'll say on people specifically, um, and this is going to dovetail well when we talk about kind of breaking up with your instructors or other people, is that um, a lot of times the rea- their reaction is about them. It's not about you. It's about whatever feelings they can't verbalize. It's, you know, maybe they were surprised that for the breakup or whatever, um, there's a lot of other things going on. You have all of your big feelings, but they have feelings about it too. And so sometimes, you know, they're not, people don't take the high road or they feel a different way about the situation or what have you. So while it feels like it's all about you and it's re- you feel like the world is revolving around you in this moment, remember that they are having their own feelings, insecurities, maybe vulnerabilities, like whatever it is that is affecting their response to um, this dissolution of the relationship. Okay, hang on one second because I need a drink. Okay, I have a quick question for you. Have you ever thought about coaching? Because one-on-one coaching lets us dive into your specific challenges and create tailored solutions. Because at the end of the day, no one has your exact challenges, and we all know that everyone has different goals. So through coaching, you'll get that breakthrough faster, basically. And I know it's true because I see it in my clients week after week. So if you're ready to take your mental game to the next level, let's chat. Okay, back to the show. I suppose I should have specified a drink of water, but anyway, um, okay, let's move on to breaking up with instructors, okay, or not breaking up with instructors, but wanting to take lessons from other people. I have seen this be so tricky, and, um, you know, even as a kid, I had an instructor who was very sensitive about this and just you know, come to find out like hindsight's twenty twenty, and maturity and life experience and all that kind of stuff. She was just very insecure. She was afraid that I would leave her to go to a different barn, that I would take a lesson from this other person, you know, fall madly in love with their instruction and just, you know, take my horses and my toys and go. And that 
but when I was 15, 16, like I don't, I didn't know about that, right? I just wanted to do this other thing. I wanted to have this other experience. I wanted to get this other input because I was on a path, like many of us currently are, I was on a path of just wanting to get better. And I saw something in these other instructors or wanted to go to this other show or whatever that I just wanted to have that experience. And so often, you know, I just think, I I mean, I'm going to make the bold like, or, or the unpopular or whatever statement the hot take, as the kids would say, my hot take is that we're just getting so bad at communicating. And we're getting, you know, we're, we're on text all the time. And we're, it's getting to a point where having like a direct conversation is seen as being almost aggressive. And so then we're all very afraid to have the conversation. And then we know how that other person will take it, maybe because we have experience with them, you know, watching with other students leaving and how they took that and whatever. And so now we're just like, so freaked out about, you know, having conversations. And really what it comes down to is we're not taking care of ourselves. Because there are many situations where you just want to take a lesson from somebody else, you want to get a different perspective. I don't know about you, but like, you know, four people could say the same, try to express the same concept to me, and I might only get it from the fourth person, right? Because they they phrase it a different way, or they have a new set of eyes, or they're just able to look at the problem from a different angle. And so I think that we do have to own the part of like the first part of the communication. But before we even do that, we have to think about, again, intention or even visualizing how you want this to go and thinking about the other person instead of just thinking about yourself. Like, how can I deliver this news that lets that person know like, hey, I'm so grateful for your instruction. FYI, I want to get some other perspectives. Please know it doesn't mean I'm leaving you. It doesn't mean I'm unhappy. It doesn't mean any of those things. I just want to expose myself to more things. Now, some of you are going, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I could use that. And some of you are going like, oh, no way, that would never work. (laughs) She's, you know, she, he is going to see right through this and it's just going to be bad and I would never and I can't even tell them this, that and the other. Okay, I get it. It's real. So then you have to decide, though, um, at what cost to yourself are you kind of walking on eggshells around this person and how can you get what you need um, and also either break up completely with this instructor and still see them at trials etc or maybe you live in a geography where you don't have a ton of choices and so you want to keep going to this person because you, you actually really like them and you it's maybe maybe it is convenient but you also want to have the opportunity to go do these other things right so it all comes down to the same thing, which is awareness of how they might feel, being compassionate that they might feel concerned or worried or threatened or insecure, right? And no, it's not your job to like, you know, buy them a subscription to Better Health and get them some therapy, but it is your job to, you know, think about how they might feel and how you can talk to them in a way that everything would go as well as it can. Right. I mean, I know instructors who get very jealous of other instructors and they feel like their own way is the best way. And if you go to that person, they're going to mess you up or, you know, it's going to conflict with what I tell you or whatever, whatever. And it's it's really coming out of an insecurity or a fear that they might not be as good. Right. What if what if that person, your instructor, your favorite instructor 
also feels like some imposter syndrome sometimes, or also, you know, they want to get better too. So they feel like they're not as good as they could be, right? We're all struggling with something. And that's where I think realizing that, again, you don't have to solve that for them, but then I feel like it helps us approach it with compassion, right? It helps us look at it with, through the eyes of, okay, well, maybe I can do this in a way that lets them know, but also doesn't burn a bridge or something, you know, or maybe I can, you know, send them a, you know, a a cookie mailgram or something with it, you know, thank you so much. I just, you know, want you to know like how much I appreciate everything you've done for me, you know, kind of thing. Maybe they just need to be appreciated, right? What's their love language, right? Is it, is it affirmations? Is it acts of service? Is it gifts, right? Think about that and think about how you can, work with, not against the feelings that they might be having. All right. And then again, if you break up with your instructor or if you are, quote, if they see you as, quote, cheating on them, right, how are you going to act at trials? And, you know, kind of what is your plan to be um, a person who takes the high road, who deals in integrity? You know, um, do you feel defensive? Do you have to correct the storyline? Or are you okay with like, you know, I understand that that's her story and I'm not going to correct it. Like I'm just, I'm going to let her or not, maybe not going to correct it, but I'm going to let her have her story. She's entitled to her version. Maybe that's a good thing to say, right? She's entitled to her version of the events. Okay. And so I would like to think that we can all do that and take the higher road and realize that sometimes someone else's reaction is not our problem. It might affect us, but it's not our problem to solve, or it's not our problem that we have to continuously walk on eggshells. That if we can trust that we are acting in integrity and we are doing the best we can with our communication, um, that's all we can do. And we have to trust that our reputation or the way others see us will hold up. And, um, you know, for some people where, you know, they want everybody to choose sides or a little bit of a bully, you know, they're asking everybody to like, you know, well, you got to believe me, right? You got to be friends. And sometimes they maintain those, those relationships because those people are afraid to do what you've done, um, which is to leave or to, to do something else that's good for you. Because at the end of the day, this is, it's your dog, it's your entry fees, it's your travel, it's your life. There is an amount of boundaries and self-care that need to happen in order for you to have a healthy mindset because otherwise this person is just, again, taking up energy and space in your brain. The term is rent-free, right? Without doing any, getting anything out of it yourself. And they're just taking up that space. Whereas you need to really free yourself from that and figure out how you can develop a relationship that um, goes beyond that and allows you to level up because not all relationships are forever relationships, right? They might be for a season, you know, instead of for a lifetime kind of a thing. So we have to know when we need other instruction, other coaches, other seminars, other online. I mean, there's so many more options now, especially for those people who are living in geographies that don't have, you know, five choices. Um, You know, there, there are a lot of other choices that we can make online now. And so I think that we need to remember that we have to take care of ourselves, take care of our own mindset, our mindset and our self care are all intrinsically wrapped together. 
as we go forward into our relationships in life. And the most that we can do is control our side. The phrase is keep your side of the street clean, know that you're acting with integrity. And over time, people will see that. It might be a long time, um, but people will see that because there's always going to be bullies. There's always going to be people who try to poison the well, if you will, about you or say things, um, but you can't control that, you know, and that's kind of the lonely part of it, right? That's the lonely part of dog sports, um, especially when those behaviors happen. Now, the other thing I want to say is trainers. I know I have a lot of instructors who listen. Thank you, by the way. Um, And trainers, think about this. I want you to think about it. If someone comes to you and quote, breaks up with you or wants to take instruction somewhere else, you have to really step back and think about like, what does that mean? And does it have to mean anything? And do you have to have big feelings about it? Or can you just be like, oh, cool, that's great. And maybe you go home and you worry or you feel like you have imposter syndrome or something else like that. And and it does feel a certain way for you, but then that's yours to unpack. So try to be, you know, open and compassionate. And maybe, maybe your student is making some colossal mistake, but that's okay. Let them make it. Let them go make it. You act with integrity. You be nice. You be kind. You be generous. You know, when you see them at trials, talk to them, ask them how it's going. You know, don't be that person that you wouldn't want to break up with, right? You know, a long time ago, I said, and I stick to this phrase, is that you learn the most about a person when you break up with them. And when I said this, I actually meant it in a business context. You know, it had to do with a hiring, firing kind of situation and how somebody acted as a result of that. And in that moment, when they are under stress or whatever, or, you know, feel vulnerable or feel insecure or imposter syndrome or whatever those big feelings are going through their heads, you know, then then you see them act out in a way that they were able to keep under wraps, you know, while they were an employee kind of a thing. And so that phrase that I just kind of fell off my tongue one day, um, again, was from a corporate sort of work context, but I think it applies to everything, right? I think you learn the most about someone when you break up with them. So for trainers, if you get broken up with, think about that. Who do you want to be in that moment? If someone should you know, leave your instruction or just want to take other instruction, who do you want to be in that moment? Do you want to be the generous person who says, great, yeah, yeah, the more you can learn, the merrier, you know, and just kind of keep your mouth shut about the opinions or whatever, or maybe you, you help them, God forbid, you help them and you say, great, when you go over there, you know, listen for, or, you know, think about, or here's a, here's a tip that I've heard from other people, because the more helpful we are when someone leaves, the more likely we are, they are to come back, right? So just, I know there's a lot of instructors about that. So it's not just about this, this conversation isn't about just being broken up with, it's, or breaking up with somebody. It's about being the classy person when you are broken up with, or you perceive that that is going on. All right don't take it personally. Maybe that person has to go on their journey too, or they want another perspective, or, you know, that other instructor has their same breed or something like that. That's great. Just respect everybody's on their own journey to try to figure things out. And let's be, let's be classe. Let's be classe and, and with, you know, integrity and compassionate and graceful and be the people we want 
ourselves to be, right? Be the best version of ourselves in those moments, which can be really, really hard, okay? So I don't know. That's my advice for trying to break up with people. I have no homework for you. <laughs> I always like to leave you with like, hey, this week, work on. Um, so I hope you don't have to break up with someone this week. Um, but if you do, you know, think about how you want first, before you do anything, before you send a text, before you do anything, think about how you want it to go and really visualize it going well. And think about what it would take for this this new version of a relationship instead of just like a complete like, ooh, this is going to go bad. Well, if you say it's going to go bad, it's probably going to go bad, <laughs> right? Have we learned nothing about manifesting, okay? So really visualize how you want it to go and see what you can do to work toward that type of an outcome, okay? And I hope you don't have to do it. But if you do, um, there's some tips that I hope help you this week, all right? And whatever else you're doing this week, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at theqcoach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.